unfortunately this week the audio quality is really subpar due to circumstances outside of our control however we implore you to listen to the episode because it is worth it so i would recommend listening at around 60 to 70 percent of your regular volume and in this episode we mentioned bankoli's upcoming film that he's directing the resilience of youth if you're interested in finding out more you can follow the instagram page at we move underscore t-r-o-y that's we move underscore troy i have no doubt that the movie will be amazing however i'm sure it'll be even more amazing if banky had more money so if you're interested in donating the link is in the instagram bio thank you again Yeah, my, yeah, see, this, this is what this is the kind of content you guys can get if Banky's not here. So I suggest that you guys donate more money to the resilience of you to keep this nigga busy so that we have more time to go without the handbrake. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. This week I'm your host Ibuka and I'm joined by my fellow producer Chinedu. Hi guys. This week we broke out of the production sweatshop that Banky had us in. <laughs> so we're in front of the mics and he's busy with record with recordings, is that what they call it? Directing, actually, let me not diminish him. He's directing the resilience of youth. So, Chinedu, how are you? How have you been? And what are your thoughts on Invincible Season 1? I've been okay. Um, thoughts on... Okay, first of all, elite, elite, elite show. Um, Omni-Man is a dick. <laughs> hey, man, listen. Hear him out, though. Hear him out. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you think... Do you think... Do you think human, the human population is weak as well? You want I, will, to- I will make... I will make the case for anyone in a second. Just let's get your thoughts. Yeah, I actually like his plan, funny enough. Like... I like his plan of uh, what's it called, um, conquering Earth, like making a better civilization. But yeah. the way he was going about it was so fucked up. Now, like since you brought it up here, yeah, I actually want to speak about Omni Man's plan. Okay, I want to know. Like this is probably like looking into the future and season two and season three. But there's a couple things, a couple questions that I want answered now. Like, one, is Earth Omni-Man's first planet? Yeah? Probably not. Okay, if it's not, yeah, then does he have a wife and kids on other planets as well? Like, why is Mark special? He probably he probably doesn't have other kids because Viltramites are kind of similar to, alien, uh, to humans. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. But they have, obviously, they have superpowers and they're super intelligent. As compared to humans that were just, you know, fucking losers. Fair, fair enough, man. But see, the thing about his plan, yeah, and why I was saying, like, I really want the full details about it is that if you look at Mark through Omni-Man's eyes, yeah, especially during that last fight, he hates Mark. 
the only reason he doesn't completely hate Mark is because Mark is Viltrumite. If Mark was a human and he didn't have any Viltrumite powers, Omni-Man would feel no way about slaughtering him. I don't think so, actually, because I don't remember when I told you that, you know, he was practicing on the mountain, like, um, how to tell Mark about um, his powers. I, I, well, I don't know because he, he played us for the whole season of the show, so <laughs> he might have just been playing there. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, like, if you notice, he caught himself and he was like, what am I doing? So he definitely has like a soft spot for Mark. And I don't think it's because Mark is a Viltramite. Yeah. He actually does like Mark. When you see the flashback of Mark at the baseball game, he carries Mark and he's like, you know, you did. If Mark, if Mark missed that shot, you know, you know, we said if like he, he missed the first two. If Mark missed the last one, we might not have a Mark today. Like he would have just been like, oh, this nigga's a loser anyway, man. Might as well just finish him now. No, because see, the reason why I say I don't think he cares about Mark yet is because I was look like I went back to episode one because there was something I wanted to see. This was like right when Mark got his powers. Yeah, he said to Debbie. I wasn't prepared for Mark to get his powers this late. This changes things. So as, uh, up until that point, I think he was ready to kill Mark. And then Mark showed his power. Like he was ready to treat Mark like every other human ant. Until Mark showed his powers. And then he was like, ah, oh, shit, I've, I've met, messed up because I've been raising this guy as a human. He obvi- he's obviously going to have human feelings. But now he's like, I've invoked my powers. So I think that's because if Mark got his past early, he could have spent his whole childhood indoctrinating him and basically filling his head with stuff about how humans are inferior. And Mark would have been a racist. But <laughs> he, that's the thing. He messed up. He let Mark grow old because Mark wasn't showing any powers. And then Mark got his powers and he was like, shit, I messed up. So that, that's why I feel anyway. I feel like... Being a virtual <laughs> doesn't change things though because from where he comes from, they they kill the weak. So if Mark uh, is Yeah, okay, yeah, I see. Yeah, I don't think they they, they literally went on a war slaughtering each other like to <laughs> to weed out the weak. So like yeah. According to Viltrumite custom, he should kill Mark just all the same. Like literally once once Mark was not ready to, to go with the plan. Go with the plan, he should have killed him. But he definitely shares like a bond with him because with Mark, yeah. like, he was still trying to convince him like this is the past. Yeah, I true, true, true. Person, if there were other Viltrumites in the, during that fight, they would have killed Mark. <laughs> Why would they want to convince him? They would like what do they gain convincing him? But like what you said now just made me think like one Viltrumite doesn't even need anyone else to conquer Earth. They can do it themselves. Exactly. Exactly. I think, I think he he probably he probably wanted his strategy to to maybe maybe his strategy was to actually make an extra Viltrumite or something. Yeah. Or maybe he really did see Debbie like a pet and he wanted some company on Earth. So <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe to him she was just a birthing pod. Like, let me just get... Cause, no, because really, yeah, he even said, like, 17 years is nothing to him. He's like, oh, I'll just wait 17 years to get 
a full adult Viltrumite who can be my friend and we would because he never liked the Guardians of the Globe because remember when they died and he was like oh your friends just died he corrected them he was like my colleagues he <laughs> hated those niggas he was like, but keep work at work yeah man he was like those niggas nah he wanted someone where he could he wanted someone that he could hate on others with like he didn't want to have to come home and pretend to still give a fuck about humans. You want to come home and be like, oh man, you wouldn't believe it today. Can you believe their world record for the 100 meters is 9 point something seconds? What a waste of oxygen, man. <laughs> oh my. See that final fight, yeah? Actually, we'll come to the final fight later. You said something about other Viltrumites, if there was other Viltrumites. Now, yeah, no spoilers, yeah. Obviously, I was curious, and I went to look into what the other Viltrumites are or are like, yeah? And <laughs> the, what I saw, I didn't see any anything too spoilery, but the two niggas I saw, one of the niggas already shows up in the show, that big nigga with biceps and a chest, and he went through the whole planet. But those, those niggas are scary. And what I'm afraid of is that, what's it called? Um, when they come, I think Omni Man's fucked up. Like because not because they'll beat him or anything, but I think like him leaving the post or him not finishing the job they gave him, he has messed up big time. I don't even think it's him like leaving the post that is going to it's just like nigga, what have you been doing this entire <laughs> <laughs> Who scrubbed this floor? It's not it's not sparking. <laughs> oh exactly like they're going to come back and the whole place is a mess. Like, they, they, they're and, you, and you even had the guts to leave an extra Viltrumite to protect Earth. <laughs> 17 years as well. Like, what has been his plan, actually? Like, am I curious? What? Only man. Yeah, like, what has he been doing for To weaken years? Earth. He killed all the Guardians of the Globe. Yeah, but why did that take 17 years? He's a Viltrumite. He could have killed them within two seconds. Fair enough. Also, but also he's made them reliant on him. Cecil is just a paranoid ass nigga. That's why he has all these extra tech. But in an in a version of Earth where you've got an Omni Man, most government defenses would be chill. And it's like he's been protected. It's probably like he gives them a long time so they can have fall into a false sense of security. Like anything that comes, Omni Man would deal with it. Omni Man would deal with it. And then when Omni Man turns, they don't have anything strong enough to handle it. That's why he killed the Guardians of the Globe. Speaking of the Guardians of the Globe, I rewatched that first fight and I think Omni Man held back. Oh yeah, definitely. He tried to make, he tried to make it look as um realistic as possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really think he held back. Cause when you see what he does later in the show, and even in the comics, they say he rolls through them in two seconds. So I think he held back to make it seem like, to make the attack seem more believable. Like, oh, someone attacked yeah, us. I'm, I'm on the floor. He he can squash someone's head with his hands. Like, there was there was no way he wasn't killing them within five seconds if he didn't, like... Just... Apparently, he's even as fast as the bloody Red Rush guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he wants to take off. He looks... He is quick. No, he, he doesn't look quick. He is quick. So You know what's crazy? When... Red Rush dies, yeah, and like Debbie says something about Red Rush. No, he says something to Debbie. He's like, "I'm like I'm hard to kill." And then Debbie's like, "I'm sure Red Rush said the same thing to Olga." 
And Obi Man is so disgusted. He's like, that nigga could run fast. Like he's not me. <laughs> like he literally says, he literally says he could run fast. That's not one of your premier superpowers. <laughs> Don't compare me to that guy again. Yeah. I mean, they'd, be, they'd be infuriated Omni-Man. Like, she started getting more and more annoying as the years went by. Because literally, when the Guardians of the Globe died here, yeah, she was like, have you called Cecil to put protection on the house, blah, blah. And he was like, who's going to touch me? That's why, that's why when he's fighting Mark at the end, and he's like, you don't know me. Like, I will burn down this planet. Like, he, he feels like no one on Earth Especially Debbie and Mark. They they've he's basically told Mark, you've been seeing my face. You don't know me. Like this is not Omni Man. This is... Yeah, definitely. I wonder what his real name is though. Because mm-hmm. Omni Man is in his name and Nolan is in his name. So because the names of Viltrumites I've seen. His name might be Nolan and maybe he did like Nah, Viltrumites don't have boring ass names like that, man. The two ones I've seen Conquest and Thrag. Like, those are those are the names of strong men. <laughs> like, you hear, you hear a nigga's name, Conquest. You don't even, they don't even tell you to leave your planet when he's coming, man. You, you run before he gets there. Oh, man, that arms bullion looking ass nigga. Yeah! <laughs> That's the perfect description. But the nigga looks like a white arms bullion. Oh, man. But no, yeah, but... I, I'm actually interested. Like, obviously... Yeah, the plan of him um, building trust sounds fair enough, but surely you can build trust in like 10 years. 10. Maybe maybe he had a child. Yeah, he has an emotion and like Also, no, also, you know, he's been he's been there longer. Like him and Mark has only been 17, so he's definitely been on Earth longer oh, than yeah, 17. Exactly, exactly. So, so exactly. So, yeah, man. I feel, like feel, feel bad for that nigga, man, because I, I can't imagine like human... Gucci grips are strong as Viltrum. Like, <laughs> nigga, just... That's not allowed on this podcast. Nigga is just in there and the thing has... He's like, there's no grip in this, man. <laughs> like, I miss my Viltrum, my women. Banky is currently rolling. Yeah, yeah, see, this, this, this is the kind of content you guys can get if Banky's not here. So I suggest that you guys donate more money to the resilience of you to keep this nigga busy. So that we have more time to go without the handbrake. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my! <laughs> There's something you said, yeah, while we're together about this show that I didn't notice throughout season one, and it's something I always say that you can always benefit from rewatching a movie or a show. Because I didn't notice this throughout watching season one. And you said, like, throughout the season, there's been a strong theme of evolution or the weak versus the strong. Or, and I didn't even clock. Maybe that, that's me not paying much attention to details. But, yeah. It's... Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely, like, from Sinclair to the Mauler twins, like, cloning. And even when they clone, they always make, like, jokes about who's the smart who's, one. yeah who's the clone yeah who's the real clone obviously they've sort of perfected their uh tech now where like the, the no real, one knows yeah who the real mm-hmm. clone is but yeah it's definitely a theme like that's across the show um because even robots yeah exactly even that was disgusting 
no, <laughs> not robot. Sorry, um, Sinclair's um. Oh, experiments. Yeah, yeah. yeah those those are disgusting. I'm not with that type of weak versus the strong. <laughs> yeah, man, he thinks humans are. Yeah, pathetic. <laughs> man really, really rose up in his lecture, like. Yeah, man was giving an impassioned speech about how. I was like, nigga, why don't you experiment on yourself, though? Like, if you really believe in this thing, experiment. On I do not. You get it, though. Like, why are you experimenting on others? You be the greatest and leave all of us down what, here. What's wrong with your own body? Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you think he'll be he'll he'll be more useful in like season two? Or do you think? Yes, the dead soldiers are actually a very very good. How will I put it? Time buyer. If you yeah, want. yeah. Like, like three of them are actually like it's not even like they're strong. They're just annoying. Yeah. Endless. Yeah, like, and it's hard, and they're out to kill. Yeah, exactly. When Omni Man's beating up Mark, like Mark is still there, like a wimp, you know, trying to. Solve his daddy issues, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, obviously with the dead soldiers, they're kind of like I don't know rats. They're just yeah. So but yeah, I feel they'll be very very useful in season two. But it's like, where are they going to get the humans from? Yeah, I was wondering what are the ethics of something like that. And it's probably strange that I'm asking this in a show where like Omni Man kills people like they're flies. But, like, it seems, like, is Invincible going to cross that line where they pack, like, an army of dead soldiers? Because having an army of those guys will be very, very helpful. Like, when say, like, an army of a thousand reanimate would be very helpful. But are they ready to cross that line to just let everyone... Well, it's an 18 show. For them to say, these are all dead soldiers and we brought them back up to the fight. I guess, like, you can probably get the Mauler twins. This is just my mind. Oh, okay. You can get the mullet to clone, clone, or get them to use the tech to bring back people to life and replace their body parts with... (laughs) That would be wild, though. Oh, my God. Where there's, like... Now, I like that because everyone seems like they're going to collab against the bigger threats. Oh, yeah. Like, that's how they've been setting up, especially the end scene. It's really, like, a weak versus strong show, and... I'm actually very interested to see what the coalition has to offer against Viltrumites. So yeah. it seems like I'm tired of the colonialism. So. <laughs> you know the thing yeah, with Viltrumites, I always I'm wondering what their weakness is going to be or what is ever going to make this a fair fight. Because they just seem to be untouchable right now. Like they they are bloody I, I don't know. Only man isn't the strongest one. That's the crazy thing. He said he was one of the lucky ones. He didn't say I deserved it because I was the strongest. He was the luck one of the lucky ones to go out. So then, no, I think he's probably he's probably he is. There, there are obviously people stronger than him, but I think he said he's one of the lucky ones because it's based. Like I feel like he Viltrum is actually a very proper military thing where okay this is my honor you know to to my very very powerful planet and to be part of history i don't think he means it in the sense of oh like there are loads of other niggas okay but there are probably loads of other niggas (laughs) (laughs) that makes sense that makes sense 
Yeah, because the way they raise them must be crazy. Because this nigga is very, very brainwashed. Like, not even... To be fair, I don't even know if he's brainwashed. I don't even know if he's brainwashed, though. Because I was saying... Yeah, I said this to you yesterday, and I was saying it to Banky as well. I was like, humans would be Viltrumites. Like, Viltrumites are doing what any higher intelligent species would do. The only reason why they wouldn't do it is because they think, okay, there's comparable strength. Humans, like you see Elon Musk right now, like talking about, oh, we should go, we should make humans a multi-planetary species. Yeah. And they're looking to go to Mars, go to the, go to other planets. And, <laughs> and fam, you know what they always say? They always say, oh, like we found some primitive life forms on this planet, blah, blah. Those primitive going to leave us. Don't buy into <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Yo, rest of your bodies and different. Ima- Im- no, just imagine though. Imagine the rich niggas on Earth finish messing up the planet. We're here dying with floods, global warming, and everything. I just like, <laughs> yeah, see if I have enough money now to go to Mars. <laughs> but now, in all seriousness, though, like we we always say, oh, like they found some lower intelligence forms on Mars, whatever planet. Like even if that news comes up today, it's like, oh, they found some microorganism in in what's it called, Mars or some other planet, and then. We're going to be like, oh, let's go there and see what we can build. Let's go there and see what we can build. That microorganism was on its own, gingerly absorbing little nutrients here and there. And you just come and said, so if we were in that position, we would be Viltrumite. That's what I was going to say. I'll, I'll make my case for Omni-Man. To them, they're improving everyone. Because there's that, there's that conversation he had with Mark on the top of the mountain. He's like, this is a beautiful planet. The crazy thing is they're not going to improve Earth they're probably going to no like they're not going to improve earth as in there's no human here to improve anything like they would probably breed and wipe out is that what you think yes what, imagine what's there to improve how are they going to improve them maybe like unless if they have tech to like yeah. people with powers and stuff but like they're not going to come to the planet and like see these ants just roaming around and think they're going to be useful. They're going to kill them all. <laughs> you know what I think? Yeah, you know what I think? I think you might be right. Because one of my rules of thumb in any show is that when there's a plot twist, yeah, you never get the full story at once if it's not the end of the show. So you see how Omni-Man is like, oh, we come, we improve, blah, blah. We thought he would just come and give good tech, blah, blah. But it turns out they come and colonize, basically. So... The full story might be actually that they come, like, it starts with Omni-Man, and they're just like, yo, wipe out these niggas and, like, or keep some of them, the keep some of the women to breed babies and have more Viltrumites. Like, that could be the end plan of this all. Like, when we spread enough in... Because... colonialism going on there. Yeah, oh, so much. Killing the weak. <laughs> like I said, the thing about rewatching a show, you see when that security guard... Banky's favorite character is in London with his son. And he's, what does he say? Why is he his favorite character, though? The way I forgot that guy was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Banky. Like, it, I, you know what's funny? Like, I actually knew it would be a nigga like that that would be Banky's favorite character. And also, it's John Ham, John Ham voices. So he was in looking at the Queen's palace and he was with his son. And he told his son, like, the Queen come from a long line of something warmongers or something that think they're better than everyone and at this point omni had not told us his plan 
and that's just some nice, very nice foreshadowing to me. And I just wanted to point yeah, that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't actually notice that. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. So he's looking at his son's looking at the queen's palace. Oh yeah, and then he's like, "What do you need that many rooms for?" And he's like, "That thing is just that mighty palace is just to symbolize power because she comes from a long line of um, tyrants who think they're better than everyone else." And it's true. Why do the Viltrumites need the whole galaxy? Everyone knows they're the strongest. Everyone knows they're the biggest. But they're just like, "Yeah, man, we need. Well, we're gonna need that. We're gonna take that. Like deep on." There's not that many planets, bro. <laughs> too much, too much planets in enough planets. Went to Lil Wayne. <laughs> Fair enough, man. But yeah, um, I definitely think they're they are definitely coming to Earth to. Uh, man, look how he put that pilot. Where's that? Where's that other one? Like, bro. He's 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 moving. You know like, when you kill a spider in your house? Exactly. You're <laughs> looking for the second one and you kill it with no hesitation. That's literally how they see humans. Like I don't think they're co- I'm not gonna go to a planet of spiders and obviously I'm more powerful to them and I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to keep some of you and <laughs> you will be useful. <laughs> you see, it's like it's it's not a human thing. They they just feel like they're better than everyone in the universe. Because humans aren't the only civilization. They just think they're better than everyone. So I, no I, one's been able to really, touch them. I'm very interested what what they're going to do because like with Earth and with like planets that are as weak as Earth, because I feel like there are other civilizations that they sound he well, he sounded so disappointed with us. They are probably better. So I feel like with a planet so weak as Earth what would they do? Like, um, oh, what's the name of the guy that was speaking to Mark at the... Alan. Yeah, Alan, the Alan. So, like, Alan civilization, clearly, like, they're still... They're, like, they're actually a proper civilization. But the Viltrumites already destroyed them. Yeah, they Dude. destroyed them, but from from his conversation with Mark, and, like, I don't know, I just feel like it's a planet... With, that's probably more advanced. Even yeah. the, the the aliens that came to when Mark first got his powers, they had tech that could literally shut down aging process in like one day. <laughs> that's so, because time went different on their side. But yeah, 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 yeah. No, but like they could literally build that build that tech in yeah. in like one day of our time. Exactly. So our one day is years to them. So they are literally, they literally have like a time advantage in terms of intelligence. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, like, human population is very weak. So I'm interested as to what they would do with a population with like a planet that's as weak as ours. Like, are they going to clear out the entire place and do like? <laughs> yeah, but they'll be like, or... <laughs> these niggas don't deserve the seas they have, the mountains they have. Let's enjoy this shit. I don't man. think they even like the seas. They even care about it. <laughs> he, he literally like started an avalanche. Like, <laughs> you're true, man. He, this nigga doesn't care about nature. He was just. Fam, the way he flew through, they destroyed Everest throughout the season. When him and Mark were playing catch, he literally beat the hell out of Mark on Everest. He doesn't care about those sentimental oh, things. Yeah, exactly, man. But yeah. No, like the most interesting observation that we had while watching Invincible. 
And that's that all the male Viltrumites have mustaches. And like, when Emmanuel noticed this, I mean, Emmanuel noticed this, yeah? When he noticed this, I actually Googled it, and it turns out it's an actual creative decision by the writer that all male Viltrumites have mustaches. And it got me thinking, yeah, like, <laughs> the way no one wears a Hitler-style mustache now, yeah. Those Viltrumites, what they're doing is basically, you know, roughly what Hitler wanted to do. Rough. So in their, <laughs> roughly, yeah, let's just say roughly. <laughs> so in their head, while everyone was like, oh, this Hitler nigga's disgusting, this nigga's like, hmm, that nigga's spin, you know, let's 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 try, let's try copy him. Let's see what let's see what he's saying. <laughs> and then all of them have because the fact if but the women they have no defining characteristics. It's just the men that have all of them have mustaches. And I'm wondering why. Like, if you were to design a comic book show and you needed something to show wicked men, what would you pick? <laughs> um, huh, that's an interesting question. <laughs> I feel like, aside, like, the, I saw it's like the Nazi link. Yeah. You, like, men with just mustaches are very, very dangerous. That's scary. <laughs> they are very very dangerous like nigga you left the whole thing you cleaned up and you left this like, <laughs> please man don't kill me yeah it's like, it's like if, if you wanted something to show my other pick my second pick would have been baldness but if you wanted something to show that a man was you know someone not to mess with it would be a mustache like now I'm even thinking like famous mustaches are like what Hitler, Hulk Hogan, um, but fucking what's his name, Mark Bronson. It's like because it's, it's, when I when I when I thought about Mark Bronson, I was just like, that is the exact type of way Viltrumites are. I, I'm excited. I'm very very excited for season two and yes. season three. I just want to see what. Um, Banky said something. It was like in season two there might be no Omni Man. How do you feel about a whole season of no Omni Man? Um, I feel like the Viltrumites thing is a very very key thing in the show, and yeah. like, a lot of us are interested as to like there's like mini subplots like there's the coalition, then there's like um, them also coming like. To, like um yeah we haven't seen any of them yet yeah we haven't seen any of them yet so i feel like we can't have a whole show with no viltramites yeah i mean obviously mark but besides him like i don't think we can have a whole show without him like it's such an interesting like plot <laughs> yeah part of the show yeah 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 like i feel like we want to see how they're going to go about you know by countering the threats from the coalition, countering um, threats from, let's say, like other heroes like Mark on other planets. So, yeah, and also, there's the. I don't know, were they able to bring back Immortal because he lived through like many years? Or. What? Like, what's his power? No, not like, what's his power? Like, you know he lived a long life. Yeah. Yeah, were they able to do that because he lived that long? Why like would they be able to bring back someone like Atom Eve if she died? 
No, no, no. I think that's the immortal's power. Like, he can't die. Like, you can kill him, but as long as you attach... Like, oh, I think he has healing powers, like Wolverine, right? Like, if you slice off Wolverine's head and keep it separately, he wouldn't come back to life. But if you put his head on his body, the tissue would grow and then reattach. Um, well, so great. that's probably his power. There's, if if there was like a possibility that the guardians can come back and like you know like, uh, nah those niggas those niggas are gone but, uh, yeah <laughs> those niggas are gone man is it time to talk about the fight the finale of the man versus Mark oh my days I do is it is it time uh okay let let's speak about the finale I think I think it's time. Yeah. First things first, the line that got everyone hot. I love your mother, but she's like a pet to me. In Omni-Man's head, that probably, you know, as the kids would say these days, it's not giving what you thought it would give. Like in Omni-Man's head, he probably thought, that's an okay compromise, right? Like, I don't hate your mother. I do care for her, but it's like, you have a dog. You don't want the dog to die. But, yeah. you know, life goes on. Yeah. You have bigger things to worry about. If- Not only is he a colonialist, he's also a misogynist. <laughs> Why do you think it's dead? Why do you- okay, I'm not going to argue against misogynist. Like, you know, any crimes they bring against Omni-Man, he did that. I'm not going to say he didn't do it. But, yeah. But what is crazy is that if you go back, he actually does... Everything he does now is scary when you look back at it. Like, when he flies them out to Italy, in, it's just like you taking your dog for a walk. It's like, oh, let me keep this woman happy, man. Do you get? Because to him, that's probably nothing. But it's like, oh, let me keep this woman happy. Let me do this. Let me do that. He's done it for seventeen years. Well, more than seventeen years. Or like, what's his like? Yeah, it was like, what? and to him, it's probably nothing. It's like you going to a shop that's across the road for you for your dog. Exactly. Let me just do this, and. Even the way he talks to her throughout the season, you kind of see it here and there. Like, it never fully manifests itself. But when... The first time he punches Mark and Mark is down and she says something like, do you think you pushed him too hard? And he's like, are you questioning... Like, the way he raises his voice, like, are you questioning me? Yeah. (laughs) And she was like, what's going into you? Because obviously, I'm guessing he's never been like that. But... (laughs) He, He definitely... He definitely has, like zero respect respect for her yeah that's why that's why that scene was interesting because when he says are you questioning me yeah it really leads into what i said before where he's been letting debbie raise mark as a human so now when it comes to his turn to train him as a viltramite and she's giving input in his head he's thinking stay in your lane fam like this is like just let me do my thing and i'll let you teach this nigga about flowers and compassion and giving a fuck about the next guy. <laughs> oh, man. Nah, but that line threw me off, you know, like... That, I, that was the start of everything, isn't it? I was like, raw, like, right in front of their son as well. And it was so wild, like, she, like, and you know, the person I feel bad for the most, I don't even feel bad for Mark. Like, I feel bad for her. Yeah. Like, I feel like Mark can still kind of see that, okay, like, Last, last time, he's Ultramite. So, like, worst comes to us, this guy still, he will like me more, even if he's 1%. Yeah. But Debbie is one of the rest of us, one of the useless, annoying ants just roaming this planet that can do so much more. 
So even like the flashback, when they're spending time, you see the way he's squeezing his face, like. <laughs> no, you know, you know, you know where you're the you're in the car waiting for your mom to, to stop talking to her friends. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how he was living for let's just say twenty years. That's how he was living for twenty years. Like, oh my god, oh, I, my. it was took like even like even that time he was spending with her, it took him to like make him loosen up. She didn't like. I don't think the speech got to him. Didn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was when Mark hit almost. No, it was when Mark hit the ball. He was like, "Oh, okay, I'm. A, I'm gonna have a winner here." Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, because I think I think that was a, that was an an important creative decision. Like I think they made sure that because he could have had a montage of memories, but they made sure it was just one with Mark as the main character. They could have had one with him and Debbie. Him and Cecil, him and Arx, but he really own like they try to show us that he only cares about Mark. Maybe yeah. they'll show a video in the next season that he actually cares about Debbie too. But I honestly doubt it. Like, big yeah, I don't, I, like obviously he said he cares about her, but like, like he would have some hesitation. Like he wouldn't try to convince her otherwise. Yeah, like, I think he would kill her definitely. Definitely. So. Nah, crazy nigga. And then when he says that. Because, see, this is what I said to people here. I was like, Omni-Man telling us about the origins of Viltrum was n- was a plot twist, but I kind of expected it. What I didn't expect was his his callousness with Debbie, Mark, and every other human. So I knew that he was doing what he did for a greater purpose, but I just didn't think he would be someone that, does, that actually hates humans or doesn't care. Because throughout the season, they try and show us how in love him and Debbie are. One of the first things that happens is that, like, Mark is disgusted that they're talking about sex in front of him. And she's like, you should be happy that your parents are still so in love at this age, blah, blah. The- no wonder she was so satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at that. <laughs> What's it doing that she was so satisfied? Because, yeah, because he even says, oh, an aphrodisiac. And she, she winks at him and is like, oh, as if you need that. Uh, she was like, oh, the niggas on this planet don't slap as hard. <laughs> oh, literally and figuratively, they don't slap as hard. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, definitely, man. She's like, oh, these human... Because, no, but imagine Debbie, though. I, see the thing here, yeah, I, I want to see more about Debbie. Because imagine your walk and your talk when you bag the only Viltramite on Earth. All the women in her gym class would be asking, sis, what's the secret? How did you do it? Was it a grapefruit? What fruit was it? <laughs> oh my days, man! Uh, I I feel bad for her, like, and I I I feel like that that clip in the in the show where like um like in the finale where Mark walks like he walks up to her room to check like I think to order food or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just show like her just crying. Right. Like, as little as that scene was, I feel like it was very, very important because it just kind of, like, highlighted, like, okay, this woman is actually going through it. Yeah, man. Her whole life is actually a lie. It's crazy. Like, she has to deal with Mark getting his powers at 18 and possibly being, like, on on his dad's side. Yeah. Like, so she might never, like... At least, like, maybe Mark can move mad once and, like, she'll just have, like, PTSD 
Yeah, because there's that scene in the in the episode where she tells Mark to go to his room, and Mark is like, Make "Oh me. yeah, yeah." And she's uh, so if he ever does anything like that again, yeah. um, I hope that nigga doesn't, because I'll actually go in and beat him myself if he talks to her some <laughs> kind of way. I think yeah, I think obviously she's she's very very scarred from everything that's happened. She that's the love of her life, and he's. Literally, he referred to her as like a dog, like Bruno. Um, it's so sad because I think she might actually, she she will actually have to, she will actually have to die for Mark, like for Mark to get to the next level, like rage something or whatever. But at the same time, I feel like this isn't that type of show. Like I feel like the whole last episode has was just us, was just to show us futility in trying. In most superhero shows or any regular show, yeah seeing Omni-Man say that about his mom or like the fight between son and father, father being evil, the son would prevail. The son would get angry out of nowhere. Something would happen and the son would, you know, Mark didn't even land a punch on Omni-Man. And one thing I would say is though, like Mark is a real hero. Like it's easy to take it for granted. Like throughout the season, he does do some heroic things, but it's things you expect, like stuff you'd expect from Spider-Man, stuff you'd expect from most heroes, yeah. But the reason why I say Mark is a real hero is because as much as Omni-Man was beating the shit out of this nigga, he kept going or he kept coming back like, oh, like, I'll yeah. fuck you, I'll do this. Because even, I remember some people, yeah, said they were like, if they were Mark, they would just pretend to believe in his cause and see where it would go. Like, try and sabotage <laughs> them from the inside. <laughs> Mark kept... Stopping me, at me. <laughs> I'm just saying, like I was the one that said it. I was definitely, I was the one that said it. I was definitely use corner corner because, <laughs> like, man, to just keep getting that type of beating, like, yeah, and like you know, you can't touch him, fam. Just take it to you, make it, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, true. Get close to him, learn how to get stronger, and then. Exactly, yeah, and get some training. But the only the side effects of that is that you'd obviously see like humans just get wasted, like yeah. thing. I mean, he did, so it's like you might as well do it regardless. Like Mark, Mark needs he, therapy. Yeah, he like definitely, you said that, and he definitely like when you think about it. Yeah, I actually want them to make a point next season that he goes to therapy. And now think about it, like. You not only does has he gone through that, but he has to like walk around like as if like nothing's happened. Yeah. And it's also this, the one thing everyone's talking about on the whole plan, like on yeah, the planet. exactly. They just keep reminding him. Yeah, like fam, and everyone is obviously gonna always keep checking, like checking on him and stuff like that. And his mom. Yeah, his mom. And like he has mom and. How his dad doesn't rate her at like, all. Like I said, he can't even disrespect his mom any type of way because then it's it's too close to what Omni Man did. Because she would be like, "What? So you see me as a dog now? Like it's how it is." <laughs> it's, it's like, and the reason why I say he needs therapy, yet, even further to that is that he, first of all, obviously he wanted to be just like his dad, and then his dad basically showed him throughout that fight that everything he does or will do. To oppose the Viltrumites is futile. Like when he saved that pilot, he made sure to kill him in front of Mark to show him that like everything you do 
is meaning as long as I'm alive, it's meaningless. And then Omni Man was a good dad. I think that's that's why he needs therapy even more. Like I don't think Omni Man was a bad father for like 18, 17 years of Mark's life. I think he was a yeah. good dad. Because there was that talk where Mark when Mark first got his powers and he and like Mark says, I'm scared. In that scene, Omni Man was amazing as a dad. I don't know if he learned how to be human or if it was just in the brainwashing handbook on how to but he was very, very good as a dad. Fam, he was like, oh, like, you can be scared. It's okay to be scared. And being a hero means you do stuff that you don't want to do. see. It's like you do, you do stuff that you don't want to do, stuff you might not feel comfortable doing. But as long as you do your duty, things will be okay. So he was trying to, you know, be a good dad while feeding in some Viltrumite sentiment. Like, listen, you might not like it, but you're going to have to do some things, man. I love this show so much. When I say I could rewatch the entire season right now, like yeah, same, it's it's same. honestly really really good. Same. And it, like Banky said, it does nothing wrong. I don't think it did. Yeah, that's wrong. actually a good question. What do you think Invincible did wrong, and what do you think it did? What's your, what's your favorite thing about Invincible this season, and what's your least favorite thing? Uh, my favorite thing about Invincible is probably. The uh, like how it manages to make the strong versus the weak theme across the entire show. Yeah, in different ways as well. There's cloning. There's like um body like body pain. Then there's like colonialism. Or like yeah, so it's like different theme across. Um, what's my least favorite thing? It's probably. It's, it's, I actually kind of think of something where it's like, why did this show do this? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't think there's there's been something where I thought, okay, like, I don't like how the show did Or even this. Amber. Um, same old, same old relationship shenanigans. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did. Nah, because you know yeah, Amber's not black in the comics. And I was thinking, why couldn't they make Atom Eve the black one? And why did they have to make the annoying one the black one? They could have made Atom Eve black, man. <laughs> but yeah, man, I don't think, like... Like, I get, like, Ima's point on... Obviously, she's empathetic towards other people, but at no, the same Mark. time... Like, yeah, not Mark, but, like, at the same time, it's all those things go out of the window when it's like you're just being lied to and like you're not being like the other person is not like straight with you yeah so yeah it just goes out of the window like obviously it's the same way the same way you get special treatments like from like um outside other people it's the same way if you mess up you're going to obviously get worse yeah. than other people yeah. yeah okay yeah actually true that makes sense that's yeah. that's a good defense of Amber. Um, yeah. What's my favorite thing about this? One of my favorite things is what you said, like the theme of, like it, it makes sure to put that theme almost everywhere. You can see it if you're really looking. And another favorite thing is the foreshadowing and the little, the little clues it drops here and there. And the pacing as well, like everything in this show goes perfectly. Like it's, so smooth in the sense that if they try to add another Viltrumite, try to add another subplot, 
it would have been too much. And yeah, that's another good thing the show does. There's a lot of interesting subplots. Like Robot yeah. for a long time, we didn't know what he wanted to do. The Moller twins, for example, like they've just been doing stuff here and there, but I'm very sure they have a bigger like calling in the future. Like they've been doing stuff here without anything big. And I feel like they will have something to do in the future. Even Atom Eve, she's really strong, but she's not done much. Yeah, she's not used her part. Battle Beast, an underrated MVP of this season. I wonder what's in store for him in the future. He can actually go against a Viltramite. He was moving brazy. Yeah, oh, that guy. He, he strikes me as the kind of nigga who would die during a fight and smile as the blood like he leaves his mouth. Like, <laughs> yes, I finally found someone worthy. Oh, man. I think that's me and Chinedu gushed about Invincible enough, gushed about Omni-Man enough, gushed about Mark. Talk, made, said some things that we shouldn't say, but yeah, man. Thank you for listening. Thank you to my co-host for today, Chinedu. Thank you, guys. Thank you to Banky. Thank you to Obiora. And I would like to say, if you liked what you heard from Yanchinidu today, donate money to Banky's film, The Resilience of Youth, so he has to spend more time away and we can record more episodes for you guys. Unfiltered. So, unfiltered, exactly. You know we'll be unfiltered. No cutting. And we'll say what we think. So yeah, um, thanks to all the listeners. Outside opening back up slowly, so, you know, go out live your life not too much not too much yet corona is still about but a nigga like me i don't know a viltramite could roll up tomorrow so i'm going to do everything that needs to be done today so yeah thank you for listening we'll see you when next we get on the mics and peace man